Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour on Unity FM 93.5. As promised last week, we are here this week going to continue in our outdoor team talking about playing activities outside and things that children can do outside. And I promised that we would have some members of the Muslim Scout Fellowship here with us this week, which we do have in the studio. So I'm delighted to say that this week we're going to be talking about Scouts and how you can engage your children in Scouts and Scouting activities. And we will be able to tell you all that information, inshallah. So as usual, we are on Unity FM 93.5 and welcome to everybody listening to us, uh, whether you're driving your car home or whether you're at home listening to us in the house, you will find us on www.unityfm.net and if you want to send in an email, that is our email address also, studio at unityfm.net. We'd also like to welcome our Luton listeners who are joining us on Inspire FM 105.1. I think you would be also very interested in hearing about Scouts because I believe Scouts is very active in Luton also. And uh, it would be interesting to hear how the groups come together and what they do all over the country and roughly how many groups there is in the UK. But I believe it's a growing organisation. So without further ado, I need to introduce my guests here this evening. So I I have Yostra and Mariam. Welcome to you both. Mariam, maybe you'd like to start and introduce yourself to us. Assalamu alaikum. Firstly, thank you for having us with you today. Uh, we are keen listeners of the show, as in when we can. Um, and mashallah, there's a lot of benefit that comes from the show of what parents can do to influence their children to make them um, better uh, and all-rounded members of society. Um, and that's what we try and do in Scouts, is to add that extra element um, within the family home that as a family the whole family can get involved in scouting and the benefits can be seen through the children that they're developed socially physically intellectually and spiritually um and it's all done through the movement of scouting um so jazakallah for having us with you well, with you today you're welcome uh, welcome and i'm really looking forward to this uh, hour and listening to you and, and learning more about scouts because often when we deliver our parenting programs and we mention scouts as a as you just rightly said, how important it is for developing your children socially, emotionally, physically and intellectually. Parents look at us and think, what is this Scouts? We haven't heard of Scouts before. We don't know there's such a thing that we think Scouts is a boy's society that is for Eng- mainly English people joining it and Muslims don't join this or they, they get very mixed messages around Scouts and I know you've got a lot of experience in Scouts so can, can you just first explain to us what is Scouting and what is Scouts and then maybe also if you could uh, add into that a little bit about Muslim Scout Fellowship what's the difference between the Muslim Scouts mm-hmm. and the Ordinary Scouts? Mm-hmm. Well as you rightfully said within the Muslim communities unfortunately a lot of us still think Muslim uh, Scout, sorry, is for white middle class Christian boys, mm-hmm. um, and that's what it's perceived as. But I've been in Scouts, alhamdulillah, for the last eight years, and I can honestly say that it is completely not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, scouting is for everybody. As long as you're six years old and you can join Scouts, then everybody and anybody can be a part of Scouts and it doesn't matter what country you're in what nationality you come from what gender you are what age you are apart from obviously being six mm-hmm. um, you can join in and get involved and be part of the adventure and that's what Scouts is about it's about adventure having fun and learning at the same time so the principles of Scouts is based upon three three main principles mm-hmm. and that's your duty to God 
your duty to yourself and your duty to others. Um, and that's what the promise is made up of. So scouts all around the world promise to do their best, to do their duty to God, to the country which they live in, or to the Queen in this case, in the UK, uh, to help other people and to keep the scout law. Uh, and if I quickly just go through some of the elements of the scout law with you. Please um, do, yeah. We were really interested in hearing what is a scout law. Is, is it a huge big law or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's it's got seven elements to it. Okay. Um, and I will admittedly say I'm reading this off of a piece of paper but the, the values by heart. The, the law I don't unfortunately because I mm. work with cubs which are the 8 to 10 year olds so our promise when we teach them the promise we ah. just teach them the promise once okay. they get a bit older then they learn the law off by heart so I should have learned the law but um, alhamdulillah they're quite flexible and they've let me off the hook this time <laughs> so um, the, the principles the law is uh, a scout is to be trusted to be loyal to be friendly and considerate to belong to the worldwide family of scouting, to have courage in all difficulties, to make good use of time and to have self-respect and respect for others. And I think all of these values are something that we would love for our younger generation to have instilled within them um, and to be able to say that, my confidently say that my child is loyal, my child is trustworthy, my child is respectable to themselves as well as to other people and they value time, they value their property. All these small elements that you're teaching your child and they're not realizing that they're picking these things up but for example when they go away on camp Mm -hmm. they have to be responsible for themselves they have to look after themselves they have to remember to change their socks because nobody's going to go around and change their socks Mm -hmm. for them Mm -hmm. so it's small little things that we do scouts on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. that week in week out they're picking up different habits they're learning about themselves and they're learning how to show these habits um, and how to teach them as well to other people because we try and encourage mentoring systems where the older children pass on messages to the younger children very good and what do you do if you have for example a child that is not able to look after themselves that's the first time going away from home that they're crying their eyes out because they (laughs) want their mommy at 11 or 12 midnight how do you manage that I can honestly say it's happened several times Mm -hmm. and you you deal with it you get training as a scout leader so for example the last weekend of March from the 27th to the 29th of March we've actually got the training camp the Muslim Scout Fellowship are organising the training camp at Gilwell Park which is the home quarters of the headquarters of um, scouts in the UK and that training specifically this time is to focus on how to take children away for a camp so it's from what food do we give them to how do we put up a tent to how do we build a campfire to give them entertainment in the evening so all these different elements you're learning them hands-on and it's a really good way for people who have heard about scouts and thought oh maybe scouts is for me but maybe it's not for me it's a good way for them to just experience it for the weekend and then if they do decide to go forward with scouts and this is for the adults to Mm -hmm. come forward as Mm -hmm. leaders Mm -hmm. um, then they've already completed some of their modules and there's a total number of 38 modules for the adults so it's not a joke to be a scout leader when you're a scout leader you you have responsibilities Mm -hmm. and you you have support there uh, to help you but at the same time I don't want to scare anybody off you have a lot of fun and you get mm. to do all the same activities that young children do mm. I mean we say that we have acti- we have over 200 activities in Scouts from archery to zorbing and zorbing is when you get in a big inflatable ball and you roll down a hill oh that sounds fun I've never tried it so it's on my to-do list mm. um, but I'm sure it is very fun yes one of the things I used to do as a child was actually 
to keep my balance on top of a barrel as the barrel rolled down a hill. Mm. And then when the barrels start going very quickly, you'd have to jump off or else you'd be in danger. <laughs> but that was great fun as well. So I can imagine being inside a ball must yeah. be good fun. Yeah. Mm. And it's all these memories that these young people and the adults build mm. uh, that make them enjoy scouting and make them want to then be part of it for the next generation. Mm. So you were mentioning there a little bit about the training, which does sound quite a bit. So 30 modules, is that what you said? 38 in total. You don't have to do all of them. Okay. How many do you need to do to set up a scout group or to be part of scouts originally? So to, to have your initial training, mm. there's only three modules. Three modules. Yeah. Okay. So, so we start it's off very nice mm. and simple to start off. I mean, scouting has been around for over 100 years, mm-hmm. 110 years now. And it's logical. They understand people have lives. People have other commitments. Mm. Adults have other things going on that they can't just drop everything and because you're all volunteers aren't you as well so you're all either working or students or all all the trainers all the leaders are all so uh, we all have our hectic hectic lives going on on the side Mm -hmm. but we I couldn't imagine my life without scouts because it gives you that time to just be yourself and to enjoy yourself um, and to do things that you wouldn't normally do so usually most of my holidays are spent doing scouting activities because you you build that personality where you're looking for the next adventure mm-hmm. um, so you can build it in so that's so after three modules then these these uh, leaders as you call them can go um, maybe be part of a group or they could open a group or would they how many people would need to be have the three modules to open a group yeah so what we recommend if you're thinking of opening up a group mm-hmm. is that the role of the Muslim Scout Fellowship is to support communities to open up a group so mm-hmm. it just takes a handful of adults mm-hmm. um, and you can get in touch with us our website is um, ukmsf.org mm-hmm. um, and you can find us on Facebook as well and if you get in contact with us we can then help you and support you to put you in contact with the right people locally because um, there's apparently I've not actually checked this Mm. but I'm sure it's correct because I know of so many scout groups all over the UK but every three miles you'll find a scout group and Mm. mashallah whether they're Muslim Jewish, Sikh, Hindu whatever religion they come from Christian, um, scout leaders are the kind of people who are always willing to go the extra mile and so if they hear that there's another scout group opening up in their area you will find people who are there willing to help Um, and whether it means giving up another two hours of their week every week to, mm-hmm. to just get things mm-hmm. started for the group, they're, they're willing to do that. So we'll put you in contact with those people um, and make sure you have the right support. Oh, very good, mashallah. That sounds really interesting indeed. Uh, and You do a lot of support there. So you do the training and the support. How many leaders would it take to set up a group? It would take to... Co- so there's different elements of the group. There's um, If you start off with the, the different sections, mm-hmm. there's beavers from six to eight years old okay and then there's cubs eight to ten years old mm-hmm. then after cubs they follow on from to scouts which is 10 to 14 years old mm-hmm. then they go on to be explorers 14 to 18 mm-hmm. and then they join as leaders so the cycle continues so you can have some adults uh, a handful of adults as i said who can support with the setup of the group I would always recommend starting with the younger age, but it obviously depends on the community that you have. There's mm. always children who are wanting to get involved in Scouts mm. once they see the adventure that it offers. Um, and there's also the exec element, the executive committee element, which you have your secretary, your treasurer, your chairman. They do a lot of the admin and the behind-the-scenes mm. activities. And what we found is a lot of the time it's it's quite useful to have um, a Scout group connected with a mosque, a local mosque, or even an existing um, youth organisation where the activities might be on and off. Um, Scouts 
adds that element of uh, structure where there's ongoing activities available and there's um, the badges are what the children are working towards So and the badges are catered for each of the specific age groups. Okay, we'll come back to the badges because that sounds interesting and I think a lot of our listeners would have heard of badges and, and seen these badges sewed onto jumpers and T-shirts, etc. But we're going to take in the sheet here and uh, we're going to join you after the sheet. So enjoy this sheet, inshallah. All I You have torn me up inside so many times All life, all life The way you play with my heart should be a crime All life, what you have done to me has left a scar inside my heart That's my love, that's your love, he's our Lord. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back after that nasheed, I hope you enjoyed it. You're listening to Unity FM 93.5 and you're also listening in on Inspire FM 105.1. This is Parenting Hour and we're here this evening with scouts and scouting activities and before that nasheed, um, Mariam was telling us a little bit about badges and that there was a lot of badges and I know a lot of our listeners will identify with that because we often see on the TV children wearing the scout uniform with their sash around their neck and you may give us the proper name for that please <laughs> and also lots of badges sewing all, sewing all over on their pullovers, t-shirts, jumpers so what what are all these badges? <laughs> so the the proper name is the neckerchief. Neckerchief. Um, and each group is identified by its neckerchief. Okay. Um, so our Luton listeners will have seen uh, a completely different colour of the scout group in Luton, mm-hmm. Beach Hill group, to the Birmingham listeners who uh, will see the Mosley group have a completely different colour as well. And everything that's sewn on, all the badges that you mentioned that are sewn on, are achievements um, of the young people. So they've all work towards achieving uh, each of those badges so mm-hmm. some of the ac- activities are for example um, the artist badge the astronomer badge which we recently did and it's a really good way to um, remember the creation of Allah MashaAllah and what else what other badges do you do? So some of the other badges we've recently completed are book reader um, we've done the chef badge as well where they learn some basic kitchen skills and they have to cook a meal um, a three course meal I believe for other people for not for themselves mm-hmm. normally we invite the family the parents in to have an evening off where the children are doing the cooking for them oh excellent yes it's now i'm getting very interested in scouts that one often does go down nicely with the parents there's also things like home safety um home help local knowledge where they go around and explore their local area know where um the local telephone boxes are because we rely so much nowadays on technology and mobile ha- mobile phones being in our hands mm-hmm. that if should something happen um a child doesn't know where the local telephone box is or how to use it mm-hmm. um and i think that's that was quite interesting when we taught them that and to see that it's not something they naturally pick up these days we actually have to tell them this is how it's done 
And yes, scientist badge again was a really good one to uh, explore different um, activities and see how um, you can bring the, the teachings of Islam and maybe past inventions um, into the scientist badge. Um, and as, as well, we do world faiths where they learn about the other faiths around the world so that they're able to, to interact um, and to appreciate their own religion as well as the religions of others. Oh, very good. So there's a lot of badges there for different things. Do, do you know how many badges they can get? They can get as many as they work towards. So hmm. it's all about their attendance. Right. If they don't miss any sessions, then they can get the badges. Mm. Um, usually groups go to between two or three badges e- um, each term. And mm-hmm. that's um, three terms because we run parallel to school terms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they can get a few in, in one year. That's really, really good that they're able to work towards the badge. So I presume in your planning as, as, as leaders, you plan around a topic like the way teachers would normally do a planning session and then you work towards that and then the children get the badge and are able to sew it on. And do they have sewing classes to sew the badges on or, or do they? is their parents that do this for them? Well, it, sewing is part of the home help, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes we do um, incorporate it within the badge to mm-hmm. get the badge is to sew on your previous badges mm-hmm. but usually yeah, it's um, the parents' job <laughs> <laughs> what we did when we did that badge um, we taught them how to sew uh, on badges and we started mm. with buttons but they mm. got a bit fiddly so the next time round because as adults we're always learning as well how to develop the sessions mm-hmm. um, we found that the badges were easier to sew on and we also taught them how to iron their neckerchiefs um, so that they were presentable in sessions because what we want to always ensure is that they have self-respect and one way of respecting yourself is to make sure that you're um, suitably dressed and that you take care of everything that's that belongs to you. Well I think parents now will be getting very eager after listening to this show because you're teaching them how to cook and you're teaching them how to iron, you teach <laughs> how to over the house as well no we don't do that. we don't <laughs> go that far <laughs> it is part of their helper to help their mom at home yeah. so um if or dad maybe or their dad mm. so if if their parents want them to hoover they more than welcome to teach them and the kids are very eager to learn once they are told how to do things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes because i think in general children do want to be able to help but uh I suppose they get very distracted with all these games and activities to play things at home. So it's it's nice to be able to teach them these grounded skills because they will need that for the rest of their life. When they leave school, go to university as well, might be living on their own, they might have to think back of those meals they cooked in Scouts. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they probably, when they go away for university, they've got a lot more facilities available um, than usually sometimes when we're away camping. They just have to kind of do it in the back of the, the inside of a, a barrel, mm-hmm. start a fire in there, get the fire lit, keep the fire going and cook their lunch on there. Mm-hmm. So usually an oven is, is a, a luxury a luxury <laughs> for scouts. Yes. That sounds nice. Let us talk a little bit about these camps and these campfires because some parents might be a bit worried too about campfires and the, the dangers of campfires and, and sparks flying all over the place. But it is something that comes to my mind when I think of scouts of the open campfire and kind of the marshmallow on a stick uh, over the fire is is that something that still happens we've not had marshmallows for a while mm-hmm. um, but we do have sometimes have marshmallows on a stick um, halal ones of course of course <laughs> um, and the the camping experience for most people that's what seals the deal that's mm-hmm. what makes you fall in love with scouting because you're completely taken away from your luxuries and from your comfort zone um, and thrown into 
a situation that you never thought you'd find yourself in that mm-hmm. you're either sleeping in a tent outdoors or in bunk beds mm-hmm. um, and you have to cook your own food you have to wash up after yourself you're doing all these fun activities but you're also doing them while you're n- you've not got your own bedroom to go home and get changed in and mm-hmm. you know all these different mm-hmm. factors that need to be taken into consideration but mm-hmm. because people survive it and they come out enjoying it and having built memories and friendships that they cherish they they fall in love with scouting and they can't wait for their next next camp I think also you'll find that a lot of the kids and the leaders, um, when you ask them what was your highlight of the camp, mm-hmm. they'll say the campfire. Mm-hmm. So Alhamdulillah, scouting looks and, and, and looks after health and safety very, mm-hmm. very big. It's, mm-hmm. it's a big thing for us. Mm-hmm. So if anything, um, if you're doing anything, you have to do a risk assessment. You have to know what could go wrong so that you are ready to prevent it before mm. it even happens mm. and if it happens you are very equipped and um, prepared to ca- like to, to look after the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the child or the, whatever incident that, ha- that does happen so you'd see in campsites um, the campfires are set in a way that the kids sit so far a distance away from the fire it is an open fire it's usually really big and hot mm. so they do take in consideration where people sitting there is always adults from the team who know where people are not allowed to step past um, so that those children are kept safe and the adults are kept safe mm-hmm. as well. Um, and how would you manage, I'm just thinking, you know, some parents may have children that are a bit ho- hyperactive, don't sit still, would want to go, you know, outside that safety limit and not see the danger, but would try and do something behind your back. How would you manage if you had a child like that? Too? Alhamdulillah, we seem to be able to understand our children, especially before we take them on camp, because mm-hmm. we would have had them in sessions for a while. Okay. So we know how to like get them to 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 behave around a mm-hmm. situation where it is going to be dangerous if they don't mm-hmm. um because we do day trips we do activities in the sessions mm-hmm. where they have to use knives or or, or mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. sharp mm-hmm. so you know the child who will not behave you mm-hmm. will give them the space to be able to perform the activity with their mm-hmm. co- with their um fellow scouts without seeing or feeling the need to misbehave because mm-hmm. the only reason most of the time they misbehave is they want attention they want to be seen the big cool person mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. does not listen who does their own thing and gets their own way um so alhamdulillah most of the leaders are very very um equipped in terms of how do I deal with a situation like this and um, when you're taking them on camp they're outside their comfort zone so they kind of tend to be a, li- a little less destructive if mm. um, if they're outside their comfort zone. So good you're mentioning all these things because you're actually mentioning parenting skills here this is what we teach parents you know have the rules and boundaries in place pick up on the good things as well that they do because children if they don't get attention for the good things they do they will do those, those naughty things to get, to get the attention and then to have some consequences in place I don't know do you have consequences in place uh, when if they do some things mm-hmm. like this what we try and encourage um, rather than consequences our first step is to encourage rewards mm-hmm. so um, yeah. most scout groups have reward charts mm-hmm. um, and the children the young people with the most points at the end of the term or at the end of the year will be taken away on a special trip or will be given a special prize depending on the scout group and how um, they operate um, so we try what we don't want to do is 
make sure make the child feel that they're missing out on anything mm-hmm. so rather than punishing them and turning to punishment we try and enforce the reward side and reward those who are doing things right and eventually if, as long as you have patience with the child you see that they do come around because nobody forces them to come to scouts um it's not something that they must do mm-hmm. if they really aren't enjoying themselves they can they can stop coming mm-hmm. but we don't want them to stop coming we want them to benefit we want them to come and enjoy themselves mm-hmm. so the way that we do so is to to make sure that they have as much fun as possible and if they are bored if they don't enjoy the activities we have forums within each of the sections uh, obviously it's depending on the ages um they have different l- levels of discussion but they get to have some input into what they're going to do next term um do they want to go to the national space museum or do they want to uh, just play football sometimes mm-hmm. i mean all these things need to be taken into consideration because they're there to enjoy themselves they're they're there to develop and we need to think of ways if they're going to play football what lessons are we teaching them at the same time it's not just any normal game of football but mm-hmm they need to be enjoying themselves because again like i said it's not compulsory but it it's there to benefit them mm-hmm. good good that's really really interesting because it actually reflects a lot of what we do with parents so i think if you're listening parents uh, this is an activity for your children that continues the same message that we give our parents in the parenting program with approachable parenting of how to raise your children to develop like what you mentioned earlier on Mariam about the different sections of development and we also try to emphasize that so this is like a continuation of what we're trying to teach the parents and you're doing with the children and that's so good because you know children need to get the messages from different angles mm-hmm. not just all at home but also outside of the home so if you're reflecting the same messages children are getting the same message from everywhere and then they will develop the correct way inshallah, inshallah. that that sounds really interesting we're going to go into a breaks very soon um, and I think maybe when we come back from the break and after the break we're going to talk a little bit about maybe all the different scout camps that there is in the UK how many scout camps is there are scout organizations I should say in in UK uh, you know? Muslim scout groups yes Muslim scout groups yeah, yeah. there's over 60 around the UK at oh, the moment from the wow wow over 60 that's a lot a lot of children there do you know how many children that would be roughly um, roughly over to um two and a half to three thousand children. Mashallah, mashallah. And alhamdulillah, that number is increasing as Rapidly. we speak. It's it's one of the fastest uh, growing parts of um, scouting because the Muslim communities are starting to realise the benefits that scouts has. Mashallah, I'm looking forward to hearing that after the break. So please stay with me, and we'll be right back after this break. Inshallah. 